When a man loses his sister due to a drug overdose, he deeply mourns her death. But as much as he misses her, he's terrified when he wakes up one night and sees her at the foot of his bed. And then we meet a man who begins to have angelic visions from an all-powerful being. This angelic entity promises him immortality, but only if he sets himself on fire. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. Hope you guys are having tons of fun doing whatever you're doing. It's over. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am done talking about Transformers on this podcast. You're welcome. We've gone, what, four or five episodes where I start off every episode talking about Transformers, and that ends now. I know I just had to talk about Transformers to explain that, but we're done. But someone who's never done with Dead Rabbit Radio, walking into Dead Rabbit Radio Command right now is our newest Patreon supporter, but a longtime supporter of the show. I've seen him popping up on YouTube over the years. Everyone give it up for Der Grob Man. Woohoo! Yeah, wee! Yay! I'm 100% sure I'm pronouncing that name wrong. Der Grab Man? Der Grob Man? You're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. You guys can't support the Patreon, I totally understand. Just help spread the word about Dead Rabbit Radio. That helps out so much. You can also vote for us in the monthly Paranormality Paranormal Podcast of the Month poll. That is in the show notes. Also, Patreon supporters get access to the live episode recorded every Sunday, as well as Patreon movie nights and ad-free episodes. Der Grobman. Let's That's going to be a different pronunciation each time. Just strap in. Dirk Grobman, let's go ahead and toss you the hair hang glider. Everyone grab onto him as he jumps off the highest point of Dead Rabbit Command and glide us all the way out to a house in the suburbs. We're about to meet a young man. We don't have his real name, so we're going to go ahead and call him Billy. And Billy is currently sharing a home with his wife, and up until a very recent event, that this happened on May 20th, 2023, so a very recent story, but up until recently, there's been no paranormal activity at this house. Just a quiet house with a young couple living in it. But on May 20th, 2023, Billy was deep asleep in bed with his wife when all of a sudden, he woke up with a start. <gasps> He's laying there in his dark bedroom, and he sees standing at the foot of his bed, his sister. We don't have a name for this sister. We'll go ahead and call her Chloe. So Chloe is standing there at the foot of Billy's bed. Now, that would be alarming enough because his sister doesn't live with him, right? But maybe she has a key. To get in. However, you listen to the intro of this episode. I've already said she's dead. He wakes up in the middle of the night. His dead sister is standing at the foot of his bed. She died about six years ago. So what would that be? 2017. She died back in 2017 of a drug overdose. 
And Billy, he definitely, he missed his sister. He mourned her loss. But what's been happening in the lead up to him waking up and finding her standing at the foot of his bed, he began having dreams about his sister. And he mentions these dreams, so I don't think he was constantly dreaming about his sister. I think this is all kind of recent activity. You know, obviously he probably dreamt once or twice about her over the last six years, but recently he's been having these dreams about their childhood. One night he dreamt that he was just sitting there listening to her sing. Another night he had a dream that her and him were out practicing soccer. When she was alive, obviously it wasn't Monster High. She wasn't a zombie plane. When she was alive, she played for a high school soccer team and her big brother, Billy, helped her out. Helped her practice. So he'd been having those dreams. He wasn't really thinking anything of it other than, you know, missing his sister. But now when he wakes up and she's standing at the foot of his bed... It's possible that these dreams were, in a way, her coming back into his life. And here she is, back in his life. Her phantom, standing at the foot of his bed. But this isn't an uplifting story. It's not a story of the sister coming back and saying, hey, everything's great on the other side. In fact, she doesn't say anything to him. She's just standing at the foot of his bed. And, and there were two key things to this. <laughs> Three, the fact that it's a ghost at the foot of your bed in the middle of the night. But there's two other things where you can determine which one's creepier. <laughs> I think this is a psychological test. I think one's way creepier than the other, but um, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Email me. Put it in the YouTube comments. What's creepier? You wake up. You see the phantom of your dead sister standing at the foot of your bed. Chloe is standing there. She's completely naked. Okay, that's alarming, right? That's alarming. You wake up in the middle of the night, your nude sister is standing at the foot of your bed. That'd be creepy whether or not she's a ghost. She's completely naked. And... She has no eyeballs. Just two dark voids where her eyes should be. Which one's creepier? <laughs> Jason, it's terror. That's the most terrifying image I could ever imagine. A nude sister with no eyeballs waking me up in the middle of the night. They're both equally terrifying. I don't know which one you think is creepier. I think the naked sister one. Is creepier. Now, there was nothing sexual here. I'm not saying that Billy is a pervo or anything like that. Far from it. But I just think it's, I just think it's, it's just like someone comes to my house, they have no eyeballs. I'm like, come in, come in, sit down. And then a nudist shows up. I'm like, uh uh, not you, buddy. He's like, but I have eyeballs. <laughs> that guy's bleeding all over my couch. The guy with no eyeballs. I was like, yeah, but at least he's wearing jeans. I think it'd be creepier, right? I think it'd be creepier. But, anyways. A nude sister with no eyeballs is standing at the foot of his bed. And Billy sees this, and he immediately freaks out, which is probably the most rational reaction to this. If he didn't, I would, I would be a little uh, worried about this guy. He immediately freaks out. 
It's a ghost in his bedroom. It's a naked ghost in his bedroom. It's a naked ghost of his sister with no eyeballs. He freaks out and he immediately turns on the light. You know, like the bedside lamp. And his wife wakes up and Billy is openly sobbing at this point. He's crying so hard because he saw this spooky, spooky image. And, you know, he saw his sister again. And she's dead. He's just, all these emotions are welling up in him, and he's just sobbing. I don't know how this, how the wife ended up doing this, or why she would do this. I don't know if this sister was standing at the foot of the bed. You're like, Jason, you've been saying she'd been standing at the foot of the bed for the past ten minutes. She better have been. But she was at the foot of the bed, specifically, so I just imagine she was standing there. She might have been sitting on the bed. But for whatever reason, I don't know why the wife did this. The wife felt the foot of the bed like she was feeling it. I don't know if she felt it with her feet or she touched it with her hand. But apparently the foot of their bed was sweaty and warm. (laughs) I can tell you where the sweat came from. It's from Billy. He's terrified. He probably lost a gallon of water weight just seeing this figure but so the bed like just that area the foot of the bed was sweaty and warm now here's the interesting thing (laughs) the story's nuts but here's the really interesting thing the totally creepy thing about this story the whole interaction the whole visitation by the spirit was only about 10 seconds long appears at the foot of the bed billy turns on the light it's gone but is it gone because recently he'd been having these dreams about his sister. Now we're at May 20th, 2023. He sees his sister standing at the foot of the bed. These are recent events. The house had zero paranormal activity until... Also very recently, Billy and his wife found out they're going to have a baby. None of this stuff started occurring until after they found out that they would soon be parents. So what is going on here? This is a really, really interesting phenomenon. Waking up in the middle of the night with a ghost standing at your bed. Yeah, that's scary, but it's kind of typical ghost stuff. Not having eyeballs being completely nude. Those aren't. Especially the nude part. We don't see a lot of naked ghosts. Which is surprising because so many people die naked or die in their underwear on the toilet. They're elderly. There should be a ton of elderly ghosts wearing bathrobes or nothing at all. But we don't. It's super rare. See a naked ghost of your sister with no eyeballs. And all of this stuff happened after you found out that your wife is pregnant. What is going on here? And you could argue, you know, people were talking about this online. The guy posted this under the name No Links 2194 and that account's actually been suspended. I don't know why. I don't know why. But people were talking about this and they go, you know, it could be your sister showing up that she's going to protect the baby. But I, I, you could argue that if, if she had eyeballs, right? Guardian spirits tend not to show up in the creepiest formation. 
in the creepiest form, right? You want to be loving. You want to show up, like, with an apron, with, like, you just made a tray of ghost cookies. Could be. that. I don't highly doubt that. The other thing people are saying is, like, watch out! Because this ghost may have ill intent for your coming child. Could be the sister wanting to be reincarnated as the baby, which, I mean, come on, man, that's... That's also super disturbing. How would you even hang out with a baby that was your dead sister's, like, body? Like, your dead sister's brain in a baby body. Right? Because you wouldn't want to spank it. Actually, you might want to spank it extra hard <laughs> because you were always fighting with your sister and you're like, oh, man, she pulled so many pranks on me that I'm going to take it out on my baby. Probably, probably not that. That's you would probably be a sign of a mental illness. If you're saying stuff like that, it could be that the sister wants to go into the baby's body. It could be that this is a demon taking the sister's form, which again, I think a demon would be savvy enough to not look like a monstrosity from beyond the pits of hell. You look like a normal sister being like, I can't wait till the baby comes. Can I hold it? And then disappears, right? That would be less alarming than a eyeless creature in the form of your sister. It could be the sister spirit wanting to do something evil. It could be a dark entity taking the form of the sister wanting to do something evil. It's possible that the sister does want to enter the baby. Who who knows, right? I think that these people should just move or hire, just hire an exorcist to show up, get somebody to cleanse the place and be on the lookout. Because the fact that the two things are connected, the two things are clearly connected. The two things are clearly connected, and you don't know what the motive is of the spirit. You would have to assume not good because of the way that it appeared. The dreams were nice, but this is something completely different. So I, I do believe something's trying to enter this family's life. Why? I don't know. I would think it's probably negative, but who knows? And the problem is TikTok. TikTok, they got nine months to figure this out. They got nine months. To figure this out for the baby shows up and then the baby's like flying around the house. <laughs> okay, I will let that carry on for a couple days. And wife's like, "Hey, uh, did you call? <laughs> did you call that exorcist?" I was like, "No, look at all the views I'm getting on TikTok, videotaping my baby flying around." And then after a couple days of that, I'd be like, "Okay, time to call an exorcist." She pooped on my head. Let's get this taken care of. But creepy story. This family's going to have to figure out some way to either. Live with this ghost, deal with this ghost, or protect their child and their entire family from this ghost, or whatever it is. We just don't know. Der Grobe Man, let's go ahead and toss you the keys to the world-famous carpenter copter. We're leaving behind this house. We're out flying the baby. He's trying to catch up to us. But no match for the carpenter copter. Fly us out of this neighborhood and take us all the way out to a university. We're sitting at this prestigious, unnamed college. We don't know where this story takes place. Could be happening at your college right now. So, so be aware. You're like, Jason, it's summertime. No one's at college right now. Well, maybe you're a janitor at college and you're listening to this podcast. Or maybe, maybe you just 
out and about because whoever this person is, we don't know the true identity of this person. And I'm not asking anyone to dox anybody, not that at all. But somebody lives near who we're going to call Charlie. Somebody lives near this person. And this story is bonkers on, on multiple levels. But we're sitting at this college. All these students are walking around. Carrying their books and playing frisbee. And there's some guy with a guitar underneath the tree. Playing a jaunty tune. We're just sitting there. Drinking smoothies. And we're scanning the campus. And we see Charlie. 19-year-old man walking across campus. And we keep seeing him kind of look around. Looks like he's looking for something. He looks confused. He looks agitated. But he also looks like a man with a plan. Back in February 2023, Charlie had a vision. He said that he saw an angel, this angelic being. He goes, possibly even... God himself came to me and he told me, Charlie, your immortal soul is in danger. The only way for you to gain immortality, to have true life after death, is through pain. Charlie's listening to this being speak to him. And it's speaking to a deep-seated fear of Charlie. Charlie fears death. He's constantly talking about how much he's afraid of death and how other people cope. How do they go on? We all know we're going to die, and I'm looking around and I'm seeing all these people going about their lives, and I don't understand it because we're all going to die someday, and nobody knows what happens after we die. And I am terrified about death so terrified it's interfering with my life and now this being this immortal creature from the afterlife has come to me and told me that the only way to achieve true immortality the only way to survive death is if i mutilate myself but that's not all that's not all it said this Entity then filled my vision with a thousand ways to injure myself. And I didn't just see the images. In a moment, I died 1,000 times in the most gruesome way you can imagine. But the gore was necessary. The suffering and the pain was necessary for me to live on. I saw myself scraping off my skin. I saw myself flaying the flesh from my own body. I saw myself covering my body in gasoline and striking a match. I died a thousand times in that moment, and I felt it. I felt myself as a pile 
of flesh and muscle and bone. Completely inhuman. Just a pile of guts laying on the ground. And yet I was still sentient. I was a pile of organs and exposed muscle tissue. And I could still feel every moment of it. But each time I died in these gruesome ways, I felt my soul fly out of the mortal remains and become a transcendent being. I felt the pain from the injuries drip away from me as I soared through the infinite cosmos. If I want to survive life after death, I must injure myself in the most gruesome ways possible while I'm still alive. We would look at this. This guy posted this online. I'm not even done, right? This is just scratching the surface. This was posted online by someone going by the name Phobia78. And I kind of stumbled across this account on accident. And what we'll see is this very interesting and very quick chain of events to see the chaos that's going on in this young man's life. He had that vision in February 2023. In March 2023. So he posted that. February 2023, he posted that, and it was called God Told Me to Mutilate Myself to Become Immortal. Then in March 2023, he wrote a new post titled, quote, Demonic Entities Trying to Rip My Eyes Out and Make Me Go Blind. He writes that he had been spending several days in severe eye pain. And if he thought it was bad while he was awake, it was ten times worse when he was trying to sleep. Throughout the day, he would feel invisible hands dig into his skull, slide behind his eyeballs, and try to pull them out, rip them right out of the sockets. You're like, Jason, I can do one eyeball story, maybe a week, not two in an episode. He could feel these invisible demonic hands reach into his skull and try to pull his eyeballs out. And it wasn't just the physical sensation of that. He said that his eyeballs would actually begin to bulge out of his head. He could feel the eyeballs pulling forward out of the eyelids, like bulging out. That's pretty pretty bad, right? It gets worse. It gets worse. Because that would be awful. That would be an awful sensation to have. He said sometimes it feels like there are hands in the back of his skull reaching forward. And they're grabbing his eyeballs and pulling them back. They're making his eyeballs roll back into his head. And he goes, even as I'm typing this out, my eyeballs are being pulled back. And it's like, just the, if you looked at me, 
You're like, hey, Charlie, how you doing, buddy? And he looks up at you. You just see the whites of his eyes. Uh, now, here's the thing. This is, again, an interesting thing. I'm, I'm not an expert in having my eyeballs uh, forcibly yanked around. I would imagine, though, that you couldn't type. So what I think is going on is that he's hallucinating that his eyes are rolling back in the head. Because he goes, even as I type this, my eyeballs are rolling into the back of my head. But how could he see that? I think he can actually look. I don't think his eyeballs were bulging out, but he was hallucinating that so much that if he looked in a mirror, he would see his eyeballs bulging out. But if you walked into the room and he goes, look at my eyes, look at my eyes, you'd be like, Charlie, you're totally fine. (laughs) You might. You might not say that because he probably has a lot of these interactions with other people. You probably would know that he has some mental health crisis, but I don't think his eyes are actually rolling back in his head. And he goes, it's like they're rolling a full 360 degrees. Like you may be able to see as I, this is actually a, a good answer. He's like, oh, you don't believe me? You skeptic? You, the reason why you can see my eyeballs is because they've actually been rolled back 360 degrees. So you're looking at them, but they've actually rotated around a complete circle. And I feel like those hands are holding them in place. I, that, I mean, that just sounds extremely painful to have your eyeballs. <laughs> That's the understatement of the year, obviously. That'd be the worst thing possible. But his eyeballs are rolled 360 and they're going to burst at any moment. And what I find interesting about that is, remember, originally he was seeing this torment as a lesson from God on how to achieve immortality. But just a month later, he's like, these demons are doing this to me. These are demonic entities. This has nothing to do with Christ anymore. He's been posting, like, I've picked out a few posts to talk about. He's been post, he has so many posts, I can't even find the the earliest post of his. He's constantly talking about this. A lot of times he's posting them in Christian subreddits. I think I came across them. I think he did do one or two in a paranormal subreddit and they deleted them. I archive everything interesting from the paranormal subreddits because I know they just delete stuff all the time. And then I kind of started digging into his past or digging into his past posts and a lot of stuff on the christianity subreddits and they're still up because i think you know you obviously look at this and you this is most likely a man in a mental health crisis i don't believe that there's any demonic intervention going on i mean, I could be wrong right but it's it, it, it can be hard to tell sometimes this one though it does seem like he's dealing with something because we can look at these. Here's some titles of other posts that he's put up fairly recent, like in the past year, really. Demonic entities clawing at my intestines and inside my skull. God, he'll go back and forth between evil and good. God is demanding animal sacrifices from me. That's a real creepy title, right? You know, you. It's we know that mental illness is a thing. Once you start hurting others, that's we. It's not that we just be like, oh, sorry, you're insane, but deal with it. Obviously, we want people to get help, but once they start, I mean, if someone wants to 
not only not want to kill animals, he says in that post, he goes, I don't understand it. God is telling me to kill animals, but wasn't Jesus the ultimate sacrifice for all of our sins? Why do I have to sacrifice these animals? And for the most part, people are posting, uh, you have a mental health problem. Go to a psychiatrist. You need to see a professional. And he goes, nah, I don't believe in none of that stuff. I don't believe in professionals. I think they're all quacks. But I mean, that's really what this guy needs to do. It's most likely that it's possible that there is some sort of paranormal event going on. And it's possible that the two are related. But I think it's mostly a psychological problem. And sometimes dark entities can get attached to that and make it worse. But when someone's talking about God's telling me to kill animals, somebody needs to alert the authorities. Because, again, it's going to get worse. God is demanding animal sacrifices from me. Here's a terrifying one. He posted on Ask Reddit. Anyone who has attempted hanging and failed, what did it feel like? Here's one that was deleted. They're like, this is a little too much. Um, And it's the most, I hate to say the most intriguing one, but it's definitely... (laughs) It definitely makes you wonder. It's definitely an odd thing to post. Quote, tried, you know, I tried, but he didn't type that letter in. Quote, tried to fight my neighbor's demonic dog that has been telepathically harassing me. I mean, I at least I'm curious. I'm curious as to what happened there, but we don't know. And here's the problem. With this, I mean, obviously, self harm, the huge red flag. Talking about flaying all his skin off, setting him on fire. He mentions that in more than one post about setting himself on fire. So, huge red flag. People in his circle, because he does talk about family. He do, he is attend to college. He does attend to college because he talks about walking around on college campuses. His you know his social circle needs to intervene. Talking about setting himself on fire mutilating himself by flaying all of his skin off. Killing animals, fighting the neighbor's dog. Posted twice in March about being possessed by a demon and how the demon controls him. There's actually a demon inside of his body right now and he'll be at school he'll be at college campus and all of a sudden he'll just start walking off in a random direction well it's random to him the demon inside of him is making him walk through this area the demon knows why it's going there but charlie doesn't he's just not even control of his body he's looking out of his own eyeballs a prisoner in his own human form and as i'm walking across this college campus everyone i see fills me with hate. I don't even want to look at them. The demons making me look at them and I'm overwhelmed by anger and rage at every person who passes me by. One day, I was headed home from work and I'm standing there at some point. I don't know if he takes the bus or something. God help us if he has... I mean, you know, if he has a driver's license... And I don't know what's going on when he's having these visions. If if he sees it as like an overlay, if he completely blacks out, like 
If he's driving a motor vehicle, things could get really dicey. So maybe he lives in an area where there's lots of buses and trains. Maybe he doesn't have a driver's license. We don't know, but he's walking down the street and a man walks up to him. He says this man's in about his mid-20s and he turns to Charlie and he says, Hi. And he begins to ask Charlie these questions. Like, where are you going? Where do you live? Are you single? And Charlie's just staring at this guy, and it's not a guy. It's a demonically possessed human, according to Charlie. He turns and he looks at this guy. He's asking him these very personal questions. And then all of a sudden, this man begins to project telepathic images into Charlie's head. And he sees this total stranger. He's never met this guy before. He sees this man beating him up. And then raping Charlie. And Charlie's standing there looking at this guy. But he just has these visions of being raped by this man. And Charlie's completely terrified. Charlie doesn't know what to do. So what he starts to try to do is to send telepathic visions back to this man, showing Charlie ripping his skin off and mutilating him, chopping him to pieces. And while Charlie and this man are just kind of staring at each other at this point, sending dueling telepathic messages to each other, the man eventually just turns and walks away. Charlie believes that he failed God's test. In this moment, He was supposed to prove to God he was willing to do anything to defeat evil. This is what Charlie wrote about this incident. Quote, He, meaning God, He put that demon in front of me to die. He put that demon in front of me to die so that I could finally show my worth. I should have acted in self-defense, but I didn't. I stood there in silence like a moron because I was scared. This is terrifying. Absolutely terrifying story that's going on right now. This wasn't his latest post. It definitely wasn't his first post. We have dozens, if not a hundred posts. Like I could not even find the bottom of his posting history where he's talking about this stuff. And I can almost guarantee what happened in this situation was he was standing on a street corner or waiting for the bus or whatever, and someone walked up to him and maybe said hi. 
And all the other questions were hallucinations. Didn't ask where he lived. Didn't ask if he was single. Didn't ask any of these personal questions. Someone probably just walked up and was going to stand there for a couple minutes like this other guy. And you go, hey, what's up? And Charlie, from that interaction, saw himself being sexually violated by a stranger. And felt he was there so Charlie could show his worth. This was a way. This was a test. This was a way to prove his worth to God. But this man was just going about his business. Said hi to a stranger to be polite. And almost got brutally murdered. It's a terrifying story. You think about how many people you interact with in a given day. Some people more than others, right? If you have a customer service job or if you're naturally outgoing. Like I say, hey, what's up to people all the time. I never assume, I never would have thought that they figured I was some sort of demonic entity taking the form of a human and they're imagining me doing the worst possible things to them. It never, never ever popped in my head. Now I've had people who were in mental health crises, mentally ill people come up to me on the street and my guards up because I can tell that they're lunatics. Full-on breakdown, full-on mental breakdown in front of me, and my guard's up. I try to end the interaction as quickly as possible. But the fact that he has a job, that he's in college, makes me think that it's not super apparent what he's going through. I think an observant person may have picked up on things here and there, but I would imagine that outside of a very close social circle, you'd have no idea what this guy is thinking about. No idea the mental issues that this dude's dealing with. So my guard wouldn't be up. I wouldn't even think twice about it. Passing this guy in a grocery store sitting behind him on a bus, sitting next to him in class, working with him, being his boss. No idea. No idea that he thinks that by taking your life, one, he's not killing a human, he's killing a demon. Two, he's acting in self-defense. And three... God will reward him for destroying you. I may not believe that Phobia 78 is actually experiencing paranormal events. I think he is deep in the clutches of a serious mental illness. But he believes, but he believes that not only are angels and demons fighting for his soul, 
but he's quickly realizing that he needs to become an active participant in that battle. So that's the story of Phobia 78, and it's a story that's ongoing. I, I, I honestly think that not all is lost. That I think with the right intervention, uh, a tragedy can be prevented. There's three things we don't want to happen. One, we don't want him to seriously hurt himself. Two, we don't want him to seriously start hurting animals. And three, we definitely don't want him seriously injuring somebody else. And I think that it's not too late. The problem is, is that very soon it may be too late. And he's really conflicted about this stuff. We can see that in the narrative. A lot of a lot of these posts are him asking questions like, why is God asking me to sacrifice animals? He has this whole thing about some girl wanted to express interest in him. There was a girl who wanted him to go on a trip with her. And he goes, but I'm afraid she's a demon. I'm afraid she's trying to get me out of the country. So, I mean, it's just so horrifying, right? This This young lady... Wants to hang out with him, and he's posting online that she may be some sort of demonic influence. So what happens if he does take her up on that offer and ends up, you know, brutally murdering her? We don't know, and that clock is ticking, and that's the the sad part of this story. And the scary part of this story is that clock is ticking. And we really hope he gets the help that he needs before the time bomb goes off. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. TikTok is at deadrabbitradio. Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day. I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. <laughs>